Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Her Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Kaysen Schultz. And before we get started, I want to read a review to you. It comes from KBVKC. And her review says, Kaysen is so enlightening and practical. I'm so happy I found her podcast. She's a breath of fresh air, and I feel like I'm chatting with my best friend while listening to her. I love that because the goal of this show is to talk about the the real, the raw, the messy of motherhood and how we can take the messy, the chaotic, the unplanned, things that feel like a disaster, how can we take that and still walk in alignment with who we are in Christ, right? Like, so we are not called to identify by the chaos and the mess or any of the other outward circumstances or things. We are called to be anchored in Christ, grounded and rooted in our identity, in Him, who He says we are, and let that like permeate every single area of our lives. I think it's so easy for us to just get caught up in thinking that the Bible, Jesus, our faith, God, like we compartmentalize things. And the moment that I learned to integrate my faith into my everyday life and really start walking it out and living it out in a practical way that was not perfection, like perfectionistic, it wasn't perfect, it was realistic, that is when things started to change. And I no longer feel like, I say no longer, obviously from time to time, I probably do still feel like this, but I'm not striving. I'm not trying to earn, you know, the God's love or his approval or feeling like I'm worthy because of the things that I do or don't do. Like we just get so caught up. And I think that the identity piece that we talk about a lot is really, really key to finding ourselves again in motherhood and in life. So I love that this review, this listener says, and I wish I had your first name. So if y'all leave a review, leave your first name if you're willing to, because I would love to thank you by name. But I love that she says, it just feels like I'm chatting with my friend because I know if we could get together, we would sit down and have so much in common and we would chat for hours, maybe over coffee or tea or at the park. Well, if y'all saw my reel on Instagram, I might I might awkwardly come up and say, hey, and be very you know awkward to start the conversation, but we would get there. I do. I think we would have a lot to talk about. And so if you are looking for ways to consistently spend time with God, like connect with him as a busy mama, you're going to want to listen to today's episode. I'm going to share three tips for making your quiet, I've got it in quotation marks, I'm doing air quotes here, your quiet time happen daily. Okay? So keep doing whatever it is you're doing. If you're nursing a baby, if you're cleaning up your kitchen, if you're fixing lunch, if you're pouring coffee, if you're driving down the road, I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to Her Pursuit, where we simplify time management and uncomplicate productivity all while finding ourselves again in mom life. Does juggling all the things leave you feeling exhausted and burned out? Do you want more balance between mom life and time for yourself and wish you could just get it together? Motherhood can be overwhelming and isolating. And while creating routines and managing your time is hard, it's not complicated and you don't have to do it alone. My mission is to help you find yourself again and create simple routines, all while growing in your faith. I'm Kaysen and I've been there. I completely lost myself when I became a mom and everything felt like one big hot mess. But through simple baby steps and mindset shifts, I began to reclaim my time, energy, thoughts, and ultimately my life. If you're ready to trade chaos for calm and take tiny steps of action, then you're in the right place. You're about to step into the woman and mama God has called you to be, friend, and finally live in freedom with confidence. That girl is inside of you, and we're going to find her together through her pursuit. 
Okay, everybody take a deep breath because I know that as a Jesus follower, all of us want to create consistent time with God, right? But we are busy. We have littles. We have babies. We have toddlers. We have school age kids. We are running a business from home. We are trying to keep our house clean. We have chores. You know, there. I used to think that I was the only one that was like so busy. Like she's not busy. Like I'm busy. And I know some of you listening, you're like, well, Casey, you really don't understand. Like I'm really so busy. I do understand. I do understand. I get it because I'm so busy too. And I really don't know a mom. I don't know a person in today's world who would say they're not busy, honestly. So we're all busy. That's the first like kind of thing we have. Okay, we're all in this together. We're all busy. So that's not going to be an excuse for us anymore. You got to leave the excuses at the door. I've said in previous episodes, like if I have to leave my excuses at the door, so do you. So we're going to let the excuses go today and we're going to push past it and we're going to fight. We are going to fight because it is going to be a fight. We're going to fight to get in the word or connect with God consistently. So I'm going to share with you three tips for making your quiet time, and I've got quiet in air quotes, your quiet time happen daily because tip number one is letting go of the idea that it has to be quiet. Like who said, who said it had to be quiet? It would be nice if it were quiet, but the only way that I'm going to find silence these days is by getting up early, which I'm in a season that it makes sense for me to do that. You may not be in a season that it makes sense for you to do that, especially if you have a newborn or you're not sleeping through the night. But other than early mornings or later at night, it's not silent here, like ever. If it's not a child, it's a dog. If it's not the dog, it's somebody like the male person knocking at the door, beeping the horn down the driveway. I don't know. It's like always noise seems to follow me. So we have to let go of the pressure to get, you know, everyone silent. The house has to be silent. I'm not saying that we shouldn't prioritize stillness and quiet. If you've been here for any amount of time, you know, I love silence. I love stillness. I prioritize it. It, I like, for me, my mental health needs that. But nowhere in the Bible does it say the phrase quiet time. You're not going to find it. If you look in the back in your glossary and your Bible, if you search Google for a Bible verse that references a quiet time, You're not going to find like, this is what it means to study the Bible and follow Jesus. You have to have a quiet time. And so I think a lot of times we don't really know what that means. And so we just kind of take it at face value. Well, if I can't get quiet and if I don't have a lot of time, then it can't, it just can't happen. Right. So moving on, like the demands of life, I've got to keep moving. There are kids that need me. There are bottles that need to be made. There's food that needs to be cooked. Dishes that need to be clean, laundry that needs to be folded. So I got to keep it rolling here. So it doesn't have to be a quiet time, first of all. And then second, there are no rules, like I said, laid out to where it has to look like this in order to count. We have to let go of the idea that someone somewhere made up this idea of a quiet time. This is expectation versus reality. Life is so much more enjoyable when we live in the realm of realistic expectations. I promise you. Like, I I wish I had learned to let this go a lot sooner, but I didn't. I learned this the hard way. I learned this over time. I'm still learning this. But I've come to understand that when I can, let's let go of the perfectionist idea of what this has to look like. Let's go of the, let go of what perfect looks like in this scenario. And let's ask ourselves, what can we actually do? Like, what can I do? What do I have? How much time do I have? Or where can I fit this in? Maybe the kids are playing. Maybe the kids are eating breakfast. Maybe you're nursing the baby and you're looking at an app on your phone, the Bible app. I read my Bible app almost every day. That's the easiest way. And also I'll link below. I think it was 10 realistic ways to get into the word as a busy mom. 
So (laughs) I've already covered a a whole list of ways that you can do that. Super easy, super simple. It's not complicated. I should say it doesn't have to be complicated. And I've laid out a list of 10 ways that you can do that. And one of those things is the Bible app, YouVersion. That's what I use. And I will read it. I will play it. I will plug it into the car. There are all kinds of ways to just expose yourself to the word daily. Now, the second thing, the second tip is to focus on genuine, authentic connection. This does not mean that you're always going to feel it. Like, you know those times, what I'm talking about. Like when you're opening your Bible and you're like, I'm just going to flip through. I'm going to let all the pages just fly everywhere. And then I'm just going to land on a page and I'm just going to pick a verse. And I'm going to put my finger there. And that's going to be the one. Like, God, I want to land on a verse. And it better speak to me right now. And you're like in Leviticus and it's about sacrifices. And you're like, well, that's not really what I meant. Not really feeling that. So then we feel let down and we're like, oh, well, that didn't really feel good. That's not, that's not what I meant, God. Like, are you not, do you not want to speak to me? Are you not saying anything? And so trust me, I've played those games before. We can laugh about it, right? Because it's true. We've all done that. And sometimes we do land on a verse. And sometimes there are things that are coincidental and happenstance and all those things that, you know, they're God things. But I think a misconception that we have as Christians, I know I do at least, is that following Jesus is going to always feel good and it's always going to be convenient and it's always going to fit into my timeline and it's always going to fit into the the topics or the content that I want to read about. Like, God, I really want, I really need to feel good. So I need a verse about such and such and such that's going to make me feel better. And I, I do not think there's anything wrong with coming to God, coming to his word, asking him for what we need. But I think there's a difference in need and like authentically just coming to the Lord as we are and laying it all down and being transparent and asking for comfort and peace and all of those things versus like skipping over passages that we don't feel like apply to us or we don't want to read and then going straight into like this or that. I hope that's making sense. But you're not always going to feel a certain way. Like, and you don't have to feel a certain way in order for it to count. That's really not what it's all about. You know, what would it look like for you to just sit before God, like I said, authentically transparent in a real way and just connect with him? Whether or not you have the Bible open, honestly, like this, the Bible is not required for that. The Bible is not required for us to enter into the presence of God. So these are just some things to get us kind of thinking about and questioning what we've always thought of our quiet time, what it should be and how it should look and how it should feel. Because I can tell you right now, when I'm reading my Bible and I try to make that a daily discipline, I'm not perfect at it. And I've gone like over the summer, I went two weeks where I did not open my Bible app. And I was like here and there, hit or miss with actually getting my physical Bible open. So I'm not perfect at this. And I figured out really quick that Kaysen, you're not always going to have a feel-good verse. It's not always going to be a feel-good passage in your quiet in your quiet time or in your study time or in your Bible reading time because there are things that as a Jesus follower, they don't feel good. Following Christ is not always feel, feely good. It's not always convenient. It's not always, you know, the choice that we would make. It's, you know, it's inconvenient sometimes. It is um, really hard. It is doing sometimes things that we don't want to do, but what we're called to do, what we're asked to do, it's being obedient even whenever we don't want to be. It's dying to self. It is 
refinement. It is pruning. And none of those things feel good. And I have been through almost all of those (laughs) the past six months. It's not pleasant, like all the time. And I think there's somehow this idea that when you follow Jesus, everything's just going to be perfect and great and happy and convenient and on, like you just get to do what you want to do and really a self-centered faith. Like that's what I had for, you know, I became a Christian in eighth grade and I was like, okay, God, I don't know what this means to follow you really. Or like, I, be- I do believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe he was raised again. And like, I understood all those things, like my need for a savior and I accepted forgiveness and the grace and all of that. And I just said, you know, I want to just walk as best I can to the best of my ability, like figure this thing out. But it is really hard to wrestle through that. And like, what does this look like in my everyday life? You know, how do I lay myself down? How do I die to self? And then you get older and maybe you got married and then maybe you had kids and there's like all these layers on top of it. They're just really, really hard. And I I just don't think it's convenient. I don't think it's always easy and I don't think it always feels good. Even in those seasons, whenever it's been really difficult and some of you listening, you're like, yes, those are some of the sweetest times, some of the most precious times in my faith walk with the Lord because it's like his constant unending love was like the only constant I felt like in some of those seasons and like the only one, the only thing I could depend on. And as a Christian mama, you know what that love is like and you know what that steadfastness is like and there is comfort there. There is peace there. Okay, I'm going to start preaching if I don't rein it back in. Tip number three, find a verse or two that you can write down either on an index card, a sticky note, put it beside your bed or on your mirror, on your car dash, your coffee pot, anywhere that's going to serve as a cue for you to take a moment to connect with God. Remember, we're not even trying to get quiet. We're maybe not even trying to open the Bible. We just want to connect with God. Maybe you pray. Maybe you think on that verse for a second. I've got a list already created for you. You can choose one of the verses, um, you know, on that list. If you want that, you can click the link below. It'll automatically be emailed straight to you. I have a paper very similar that is taped up beside my bathroom mirror. I see it every morning, every night, anytime that I'm washing my hands right there or doing anything at my sink. And sometimes I'll read through all of these. I say affirmations, but they're obviously scripture based and Bible references, Sometimes I'll read through all of them and other times I'll just take one, like I'll pick one off the list and maybe that truth, that verse is what I try to think on for the whole day. Like I will remind myself of that truth proactively throughout the day. So whenever you're wanting to start a habit, like maybe you're like, okay, yeah, I really want to get in the word. I really want to read my Bible more. You have to have a cue that is going to cue your mind, your brain and give you the direction to like, this is what you wanted to do. Remember, you said you wanted to read the Bible more. Okay, here's your cue. So what is that going to be for you? Is it going to be like putting your Bible out by your nightstand? Is it going to be downloading the version app to your phone and putting it like on the home screen where you can see it? It's not lost in all the other apps. Is it going to be putting that verse somewhere? This is one of the things that I've walked mamas through in the group programs that I run is a very, it's very basics of like how to create habits. And that is one thing that you have to have is a cue. So I hope that these three tips for making your quiet time happen every single day or as often as you want to work toward that goal as a busy mama, I hope that these are helpful for you. I want to recap them for you really, really quick. Number one is to let go of the idea that it has to be quiet. Along with that, let go of the idea that it has to be a certain way, feel a certain way, look a certain way, or be perfect in order for it to count. That's not true. 
And number two is to focus on genuine, authentic connection with God. Whether that's through the word, whether it's through prayer, whether it's just you sitting there, maybe outside in creation and nature, but focusing on genuine, authentic connection. And then the third thing is to figure out what your cue is going to be. Find a verse or one or two, write those down, post them up as your cue, as your reminder that this is like self. I wish I knew your name. I would say your name. Fill in the blank. This is what you said you wanted to do. This is the habit you said you wanted to create. And this is your cue. This is your signal. That we're, this is what we're going to do now. We're going to connect with God in a genuine way right now for as long as you can with what you have, however you can. If it's 30 seconds, if it's 10 seconds, if it's a minute, if it's five minutes, if it's 30 minutes, if it's an hour, it doesn't matter. I believe he honors my 30 seconds just as he would my 30 minutes because he doesn't see things the way we see things. He just asks us to bring what we can, bring what we have And so he's looking at my heart posture. And if the posture of my heart is that, you know, God, I just want this genuine, authentic connection with you. And this is what I have right now. I have 30 seconds to a minute before a kid's going to come busting in or the baby's going to wake up. This is what I have, God. He honors that. So just bring whatever it is you have, whatever amount of time, whatever you can do, do that. If you haven't already joined us in the Facebook group, you can click the link in the show notes, tap in. There are a lot of amazing mamas in that community group, and we would love to have you in there. Love to have you join us. We will be back here on Thursday for another episode, so I will see you back here on Thursday. Thanks so much for being here with me today, friend. Before you go, if this show has encouraged or inspired you in any way, the number one way you can help me is to leave a written review, letting other moms know how this podcast is impacting your life and motherhood. Then send this episode to some mom friends. Thank you for joining me in the mission of spreading messages just like this one to moms around the world. If you're looking for a community of like-minded mamas to come alongside you, support, and encourage you, join our Facebook group by searching Her Pursuit or by clicking the link in the show notes. Come share with us what you're taking away from this episode, what stuck out to you. I can't wait to hear from you. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey with me, and I'll see you next time, mama.